0: Teams left in each football bracket. 28 teams total. Including uh, two two teams kind of from our area. One obviously Chaska and uh YZ uh, in our Lakeshore Weekly uh coverage area. And uh we're we're joined here by uh Lambert Brown, head coach of the Trojans. You know, this I mean, obviously, before you took over the program. You know Brad Anderson did a great job, uh, you know in Wayzata. Um, but two years ago, this this program was two and seven. You know two and six in the regular season. What what has happened uh, over the last two years to, to to be back in this spot? In your opinion?
1: Yeah, you know I just got asked that question the other day too. <laughs> you know, and I had, to, I had to kind of go back and look. And I think like you know there was a year that they were three and six, and yep. then they had a, there was an eight and uh, do you eight and, eight and three or something like yep. that, and then uh, two two and seven years in a row, one of them being my first year as the head coach here, and then you know, and uh, then a 500 record last year, yep. and, and you know, I think it's uh, I mean, and then obviously it's been a good start this year, um, you know, being 11 and 0 and continuing to keep things going. But um, to, to put it in, to put it in there, um, I think it's it's a program that's got a lot of pride, and a lot of great tradition, and um, you know, I think it's uh a bunch of kids that decided that they wanted to work really hard and they, they you know, um, we're going to gonna do whatever, so, you know, whatever it took, and so I look at the, the um, amount of the kids, the time that the kids put in the weight room in the offseason and going, and, and really, and, and we've got a great group of guys who, who go and work hard in other sports in the winter and spring, yep. which is awesome, and I think that helps that they get a chance to go compete, and then, when, by, you know, when fall comes, that they, they know how to compete and do that, and, and I think ultimately, Part of the biggest thing is that it's a tight-knit group. You know, I think the, the teams that play play hard for each other, um, you know, that's a great motivator and a great, uh, you know, it, it allows them to get more out of themselves. This is a group that plays hard for each other and holds each other accountable to doing the right stuff. Um, and so I think that, that is a, a biggest piece to do with anything.
2: This is Dan Huss with the Eden Prairie News. Uh, when I was talking to Mike Grant, he talked about dominant teams and he said you – Takes a dominant team to win a state title, but you can't be a dominant team with sophomores and juniors. Now you guys have started a lot of seniors. Is that does it take seniors to get to where you were at?
1: You, you know, I think you got to be a really special sophomore, or junior. To get there. <laughs> um, I think you know. I think having that senior-dominated team, um, I think I think it helps. You know, I think that there's something. Um, there's something to be said about a group of kids that go out and know that if they that uh that it has the potential to be their last game together um you know where a junior and senior they know that they've got that next year to come and so I think there's a lot of power in, in going out and going hey you know I'm gonna play hard for my brother I'm gonna play hard for my community my school um and, and I, you know because I want the opportunity to come back and do it again um and so that's been a I think that's a big piece to it and I think you know in, in, in high school having some experience and having played in big games and doing all that stuff helps and so we definitely uh, are definitely our senior dominated team and, and a group of seniors that have worked really hard and and, uh, and put in the work to go and do that
0: you, you get to this point of the season you're probably going to be facing your you know the best opponent that you faced I mean is that kind of what you see with, with Lakeville South is they look pretty tough this year
1: they're, they're a good football team, yeah, everybody's good at this point of the year. And, and we feel, uh, you know, I think each week you we got to go, go prepare and, and get ready. And I think that well, the positive thing that I feel is that we've played some really good teams. You know, I think Eden, pra- you know, Eden Prairie was a good team and a good game. And, you know, um, and we've had some, you know, I think we've, we've had some good games. And went of the Centennial was a great game last week. But Chaka P was a very good football team. Um, I think we've, we've done some things to prepare for it. Now you, it's about, uh, really, look at this time is, is, have we improved each week? Can we go out and, and play our best football right now? And I think the teams that go and do that um, typically end up winning. Or And and, and so we want to make sure that we, uh, we're playing our best brand of football, um, you know, as on Friday night. And then we want to hopefully do it, you know, two weeks later yeah. after Thanksgiving and be able to play our best football then too. Now, if,
2: before this tournament started, Mo, if, if, The guys here in this room could have seeded the (laughs) tournament. Uh, You and and South would have been one and two. Do you think that needs to change? Because this, to me, it feels like this is a state title game this week.
1: Yeah, you know, I've heard that a lot. Uh, i heard that from a few people this week at least. Um, You know, it definitely has the feel of that. And, you know, we know that that's kind of out of control right now. Um, you know, it would be great if it was. You know, I, I think there'd be coaches who'd like it to be seated. Um, you know, one through thirty-two or thirty-one or whatever we end up having. Um, you know, but um, that's kind of out of my control right now. <laughs> that's, that's maybe something. That's maybe something I could worry about after the season. But right now, we're we know that that's what's in front of us, and when we just want to go play, and, and uh, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, that that uh, it turns out to be a great game. You got it
2: when you're looking out the window and seeing it uh, snowing. I bet you, are thanking your lucky stars, it's uh, you're not going to be playing in 18 degree temperatures.
1: Uh, we are very happy about that. You know, we uh, I you know, we've been going over to our dome here every day and practicing. You know, it, it was kind of it was kind of a cool moment last week when our, you know we were out in practice last Thursday outside. And, you know, we talked to the seniors and just kind of took a moment to just kind of have those guys embrace the fact that that's going to be our last practice (laughs) on our our stadium, the last practice outside together. And and, and it's kind of cool just to see those guys embrace kind of those moments and and realize that. And and the beauty of uh, continuing to play here in November is we get to to go inside and practice every day now and and have some, you know, climate control and no -no snow be able to to get a little bit more done so it's been it's been really
0: nice the past couple days can can you draw anything lambert uh from your experience six years ago with with chaska you know being being in this semi-final moment i mean um it almost feels like whatever happened before the games before don't matter when you get you know you get to this stage uh the, the lights are bigger the crowd is bigger the stadium is bigger um, is there anything that you learned from that experience in 2013 that that prepares you better uh, with this YZ squad? Yeah, you know, I think uh, you know, I, I talked to our kids about it uh, a
1: little bit. Just that it's a week, of, it's just a week of change. You know, you're yeah. in a different setting are in a different practice facility. You know, we're we're practicing in different facility. We're going to play in a different facility. Our warm up schedule is different. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have you know, our ability to, you know, our ability to succeed and go and start fast really is our ability to adapt to that change in, in that different setting. Um, so I think that that's part of it too. And then uh, you know, I kind of want our kids to enjoy the moment. You know, we're gonna we're planning on kind of heading down there and just having our having our kids just take a few moments to just walk out. And, you know, you just walk out and take in the moment, guys. Yeah. You know, like. I think, you know, as I look at last time and try to evaluate whether, whether it's, it's true or not, I feel like, uh, you know, we kind of try to stay as routine as we could. And we didn't take, take a couple minutes just to go, hey, this is pretty awesome. Let's enjoy <laughs> this moment, you know. Um, and so I want to make sure that, that we that and, and, and try to learn from that. And, uh, and hopefully if we, if we can do that pregame, then we can just go play. when The game starts. So.
0: Well, and I was going to say fr- I mean, Friday. Friday is a big day. Uh, you know for for the Chaska program and you know a lot of the a lot of the coaches that, that you you worked with uh, at your time at Chaska so you know um, you, you got to be happy for for those guys if they've, they've had a lot of success um, under under coach Brian Dahl. and so um yeah they they're they're having a tremendous season and uh, I'm guessing Friday you'll you'll keep tabs on that game as well
1: I'm gonna pull that game up and and, uh, and you know I'll probably have that on my phone and my computer and watch it and and, and trying to do that because uh, you know I'm really happy for them. Coach Doll is a great coach. You know I'm I'm lucky that we got to, to to coach together and and do that and he's doing a great job and it's a great staff and that cares about kids and, and you can see that you know you can see that in the way that the coaches are continued success and to continue to have success like that you got to build great relationships and mm-hmm. you know I think. Uh, Kids, kids want to play for Coach Dahl because they, they hear good things from, from their other kids and they want to be a part of that program because they hear about what that program is all about and want to be a part of it so that's a testament to them and the, and the good job they're doing and uh, I'm, yeah I'm excited for that community I, I think back of uh, you know in 2013 just the vast amount of community support mm-hmm. and the vast amount of people who were just and you know you, you kind of went and knew that you're playing for you know it's not just you know coaching hard for your kids and playing for your you know but there's a community behind that and uh and, and people who are invested and, and, and really want to see that succeed. And so I, I'm, uh, I'm excited for, the, for this group to get to experience that and, and uh, it, it's going to be a fun day. It's going to awesome. be a fun day all around.
0: Awesome. Thanks, thanks, Lambert, and good luck uh, on Friday and hopefully uh, we're talking some prep bowl in the next couple of weeks.
1: That sounds great. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys.
0: Thanks, Lambert. Well, that was uh, Lambert Brown former chaska head coach who then went on to be dean of students no athletic director athletic director at at maple grove and um, found himself back in the coaching realm four years ago at wyzetta as an associate head coach to brad anderson writing was on the wall brad anderson's last year and and lambert's taken over and like we talked about the beginning of the interview uh wyzetta is now (laughs) One of the st- top uh, programs in the state again. So um, It's
3: amazing how just why well, is that uh, about 10 years ago was 1A to Eden Prairies 1. Yeah. And then they took a drop off, and no reason
0: why they should have dropped off. Yeah. I Maybe mean, their numbers fell in football, who knows, but he's done a good job bringing it back. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, Lambert's, Lambert's kind of done that at every spot he's been. I mean, Fridley. He went to Fridley, and that program was uh, not very good. And look at Fridley still making yearly state tri- uh, state tournament trips. This will be Chaska's uh, third uh, state tournament in seven years, second semifinal appearance. And um, you know, I think I think there's something to be said about uh, changing culture. Change in hey, these kids got to buy into it uh, for entire the entire year, not just from August until October or November. And uh, Lambert does a great job of building that family and community and it uh, just talking to the Chaska players. It's continued from Coach Brown to Coach Dahl, uh, maybe even grown even a little bit more. Um, and so um, guys get into that. And I think it's the Shakopee program. I mean, when Ray Benton came into it, there just wasn't an identity, you know? And so now it's take, it takes a few years but uh, Shockabee's definitely starting to uh, reap the benefits. Mike Grant's tenure, I mean, they do the same thing over and over and over and kids buy into it. Kids wanna be a part of it. That's why a lot of these programs are very successful year in and year out.
3: Yeah. We'll see if uh, Shockaby can maintain this. They were a pretty senior laden yeah. team and if they can you know, build on this success they had this year in the late run, they can keep it going, but you know, if you lose a lot of seniors, can that next group step in and keep keep rowing the boat? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Speaking of change in culture, what about uh, the maroon and gold? I mean... Yeah.
3: That was... Uh, I only saw the fourth quarter and uh, it's just completely different. The last 15-20 years, they would have lost that game because nobody would have made a play. Somebody made a play and clinched
0: the win for the Goers. It's just something different that you don't see from the Seen for the Gopher football the last 20 years. I just thought it was funny that in his post-game comments, Fleck goes 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30, 20 I don't care what happened all those times. This is a different team. He gets it. I mean, I I, don't do it.
2: He gets it, but there's still... Everybody that I talked to that was watching that game Oh, absolutely. Oh, we just lost, you know, 32, 31, whatever.
0: It was coming, right?
3: Well, everyone expected them to get the touchdown in the last minute, but finally a player
0: stepped up and made a play and intercepted the ball in the end zone. Yeah, Five
3: years ago, that guy would have been (laughs) open by 10
0: yards. (laughs) Well, I I ran up the hill from Shakopee to my car because I knew it was the last drive of the game, and I get in my car and... I think the first play here is the one that goes down to, like, the 10-yard line. And the way uh, Mike Grimm called it, he's like, oh, no! And I'm yeah. like, oh, there's a touchdown. And then he gets tackled. And you're just waiting for the shoe to drop. Right. Um, things that things that shouldn't happen happen in the past. But, you know, this isn't – you know, I think that's what uh, PJ Fleck kind of just meant by that comment was, the past is a past. We're not living in the past. Just because we haven't done this in 115 years you know this you know shouldn't be as big of a shock or whatever but um i mean it was a big moment i mean all eyes were on on that program the what the highest rated highest rated area
3: to watch any football game on any of the espn (laughs) networks
0: if that doesn't show you right now people are starting they're 1a they're they're 1a topic right now the vikings game the vikings went to dallas and won on prime time and that was a buried lead. That was a buried from the weekend. Right. I mean, that just shows you where the Gopher program is now. And, man, this week is so important to keep it going. Such a, you know, that's a, to go from Penn State to add Iowa, where they have not won since 1999. <laughs> yep. Um, it, but it wouldn't doubt me. It would not doubt me if they go in and win that game. Iowa's pretty mediocre. They do have the crowd behind them, but you don't think there's going to be a ton of Minnesota fans that find their way into Kinnick? Yeah. It'd be awesome. Do you you envision a letdown? Well,
2: they're, what, three-point underdogs? Three-point
0: underdogs, which is fine.
2: I mean, Morgan has been so consistent, and when you've got those two receivers to throw to, I mean, he's got two NFL receivers, (laughs) plus a running game.
0: Well, the national, the national and talk the on player
2: of the, year, uh, or the week. Oh my
0: goodness, that Windfield guy! So he good. just knows where Remy he knows where the ball. I mean, they wanted to kick him out of the program. Thank goodness they didn't. I, I just think that those wide receivers are gonna make plays. You're never, you're never gonna be out of a game with those guys. Um, yeah, I mean Rashad Bateman. How did he end up in Minnesota? I, it, it, pulls, it it takes a guy like P.J. Fleck, who I think. I mean, he gets every comment in. You know, he's talking to Holly Rowe, and he gets his few words in at the end. I mean, he knows he's on the national stage. You don't think every potential recruit saw those moments. Um He's car salesman at best, but man, he—that's what—that's what you need these days with these kids, I think. But he can back uh, it up. He's a oh yeah, he, he
2: in game coach, yeah. unlike uh, one that stands on the purple side. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah they. Uh, yeah, he's they turned. Uh, he's always been the Gophers. You're a really good offense, yeah. New Yorker defense, or a good defense, New York offense. He's got both those sides working. You know, the offense is. Scored 30 points
0: against the Penn State team. That was the second-best rushing defense in the, in the country. And they hadn't given up a touchdown in the first quarter, and we scored two. And then we added one right at the beginning of the second quarter, too. And so. I, the, the You know, Lambert Brown's had a fast start. I mean, the Gophers just got off to such a tremendous start in that game. You know, I think scoring three of the first four possessions. And um, you nailed it. I mean, Tanner, Tanner Morgan was was phenomenal. I mean, I rewatched that game last night because there was nothing else on TV. <laughs> and, um, he just, the reads. You know, it's one thing to make good throws because he missed that one in the end zone. and the third drive, there was a fade. Tyler Johnson was wide open. But uh, I, the, the reads he made on some of those plays, you're just sitting there going, that's, that's a guy that, that can win in ball, big ball games." And I just really want them to beat Iowa this week. Because they, I mean, they should beat Northwestern. Make that can you imagine that eleven? I don't. Yeah, exactly. But be eleven and zero into Wisconsin, and you're sitting there going, "If we win, we're in the we're in the Big Ten championship. If we lose, we're in the Big Ten championship." Yeah. But man, can you imagine the party, Town would be with 11-0 Gophers versus the Badgers, what? coming off of that Paul Bunyan year where they win. Like, I oh, saw, man.
2: I saw parts of Wisconsin-Iowa last week, in the Gophers can oh, absolutely. play with both of
0: them. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Sure. absolutely. They're, they're not favored
3: than. this week, but they'll be favored in the week against Northwestern, yeah. and they'll be favored
0: against Wisconsin at home. If they win the next two. They will not be favored if they lose. Oh. Yes. Probably. Yeah. I, they all love... Everyone loves Wisconsin, and for good reason. We'll hear about Jonathan Taylor this, Jonathan Taylor that. Yeah, yeah I just... I, it's it's fun it's fun uh to see a team win like that and the, the response from everybody um yeah i, I just yeah keep it going keep it going Let's see here state volleyball quick recap why was better than everybody else minnetonka was pretty darn close to being uh, it was uh, being an all-late conference final a great run for them uh I just I know Egan lost, but seven consecutive state championship uh, appearances. They're three and four, but, I mean, to be there every year. Um, we've had a great run of volleyball in Minnesota, and they're to be the, there every year is, is the incredible. the
2: Atlanta Braves of
0: uh, <laughs> they're very baseball good.
2: volleyball.
0: Lately, they've been the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Losing the last three years, but uh, tremendous volleyball, fun that's always a fun tournament to, to cover, and so good times. This week, we have state swimming. Shakopee! First swimmer in
3: eight years. 2011 was the last time they had a swimmer qualify for state. And she did it by breaking two Shakopee school records that were hmm. over 24 years old. Wow. Freshman Amelia Girard. Freshman. So she'll be, uh, be a name to watch in the swimming world. She's uh, pretty good. Well, all
0: eyes will be on Minnetonka Dyna this week. Yeah, it looks it's always, like it's
2: a race. Minnetonka Dyna race for first and second, and even Prairie and Wayzata race third. for third and fourth. All Lake, one, two, three, all four. All Lake, baby.
0: You yeah, you can mi- use
2: a pen to put that
0: on the paper. It, uh, <laughs> it. Uh, Minnetonka always looks really, really good after sections. Coach Dan Burvy loves <laughs> putting up those fast times. Uh, you know, and then it's like okay, let's try to hold them for next week. There's obviously some, some girls like Abby Capeller, JoJo Jurgensen, who, uh, who aren't really tapered until state. But he, I mean, at 25 of their 35 section swims are going to, to state, and they just missed on two or three other ones. Two, two girls in the backstroke come from the B final. He, yeah, I mean, that, that program is unbelievable. And whoever takes over that program, because he's moving to Denver after this year, can you imagine? You're any coach, you go, yeah, I'd take over that Minnetonka because they have two scoring seniors. Here's the question State
3: swimming standards, are they too too easy to reach? Because there, there's one event where 10 swimmers from Section 2A qualified for state. But that's, yeah, but that's you might Section ask. 2A,
2: I, yeah. I, I mean, almost if you make it to state, you're almost going to score just because the, sec- the standards are so hard now.
0: Yeah, actually, I mean, they, they got tougher from a uh, backstroke uh, this year um, from last year. It's just a dominant I mean, oh, teams yes. I mean, I think backstroke's one of those events that um, But that section, it's, it's section girls two, gravitate to.
2: Section 2 had returned first and second place plus Abby Capella, Capella who, who could win it all. So she will win
3: it all. <laughs> still, I yeah, mean, just, yeah, I know section 2 is a dominant section, but it seems like Getting ten swims from just one event, and is. I just
0: think that backstroke is one of those events that you just see a lot more competition. In. Butterfly, uh, there's only three or four girls going right. from from the section. It, it, I think it just depends on on the stroke. Um, just seems yeah. like well, compared to like, track standards, to swim standards, seems sure. like the track standard yeah, It's track, almost impossible. Yeah, track are impossible swimming, and I think you know, I, yeah, swimming. I think it's just because. You can't have only two girls. <laughs> uh, it's just you'd, you'd lose. You just would lose uh, so many of your top swimmers because. Right. Yeah, this section is. I mean, especially section two. Uh, if there was ten girls coming from sections ten or six or whatever, uh, you'd be like, okay, sure, we might have a little bit of a problem here, but I think it's a pretty rare section two is pretty rare. I mean, that's
2: that's gonna be a little different. I mean. Who knows what to make out of Edina because they they don't really have to do much to get out of that section. No, I know they still have to make the cut. I mean, nobody's getting there. Sure, finishing first or second, but it's different when you don't have a Eden Prairie Minnetonka.
0: Yeah, and you know, I think that's why you look at their their times. They're going to be a lot better, and they're gonna they're gonna make the big jump next week, whereas Minnetonka made a big jump this week. Um. Yeah, Dynasty Times don't look that spectacular because they don't need to taper anybody, but the girls who are right on the right. on the cut line. Whereas Minnetonka knows that they still have some work to do at sections to get some of these girls there. So, uh, it I, you know the state, I love the state girls swimming because uh, there's a, always a ton of excitement. The times are fast. The competition's awesome. I mean, the, the University of Minnesota pool is a is a great venue for that. Um, so. It, it should be an exciting week. Minotac, I mean Abby Capella, I mean she she took the her turn her, her sophomore year off last year, uh, after you know to train for the U.S. Olympic Trials. She got the times. She's back on the high school team this year. I mean she's time a twenty two eighty five, which is a in the fifty, which is a team record. <laughs> when you're swimming, if you're breaking varsity records in sections, I mean because she's not tapered. For that week, they just started tapering the day before finals. Um, they swam a three twenty five in the four hundred <laughs> freestyle. There's only been two teams ever faster than that: a and Chan at the state meet. <laughs> they just and two of the four girls are, tape, are tapering for state, so you're like, they're gonna go faster. It just it's remarkable to me to see that that level of swimming. Um, it's just a lot of fun to watch and. So we'll see some good swimming this week. Uh, Eden Prairie will have some good, good competition. Skog is uh, the defending champion, but she's got Capeller to to swim.
2: Well, and Pinnell.
0: And Pinnell's there too.
2: Beat Skog.
0: Yeah. And
2: and they're only a half second behind behind uh, Capeller. Sure. Right now, and and neither one of those tapered either. No. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's gonna make for some great races. Yeah.
0: What else is going on? Girls Hockey started. They did. Who's who's? Ex- uh, it's just two. Andover beat Edina in the opening match. So one versus
3: two in the first game of the season. Andover beat, beat Edina.
2: And Minnetonka beat
0: <laughs> Minnetonka uh, scored. <laughs> Nine. In a, they're ranked. I love that one publication had them ranked number eight in the state. And I go, they got third last year. Now they were, they were below 500 in the playoffs last year. They got third in state. They return 90% of their scoring. They have two girls who are going to the U.S. World team on the blue line. They have a junior goaltender who's committed to Boston, some college, university. Yeah, let's rank them eighth. (laughs) And they beat Lakeville North at Lakeville North last night, 9-0. They beat Roseville 5-0. They might be pretty good this year. That's a, a we're talking Dan Burvey take, uh, you know, taking over it for him in Minnetonka. How about Tracy Cassano getting that program? Uh, that's a that's a nice program to walk into. Uh, does anybody watch out the Sabres
3: will be good. The Shockley will be up there this year. They they return nine of their top ten scorers, so they'll be able to score a little bit more than they have in the past, which has been their problem. But still, that means if they have a good season, it still means a three or four seed in that section. You know.
2: Eden Prairie. I mean, the I just wrote the girls' preview last week, and you know, from the looks of it, it's just like it is the last 15 years. Eden Prairie and Minnetonka are going to meet three times, four times as they play in the in their tournament. But uh, you know, it's going to be one of those two teams.
0: Eden Prairie is the four seed. The one four.
2: <laughs>
0: no. What do you mean? Chocobie and Holy Family aren't going to be Holy the two... Family's Ch- Holy trip. Family's going to make... Holy Family's getting... No. Holy Family's building up the... They, if you look at their roster, they have one junior, four seniors. Everybody else is younger than that. They went to uh, Aldrich Torino last night, lost 3-2 to Hill Murray, who starts the year number three in the state.
2: Hill Murray's already lost twice, though. So. Shh. It started
0: the year... <laughs> to, uh, Holy Family's going to be there at the end. The one thing... Is you know that that experience factor, and a lot of these ninth and tenth graders played last year or two years ago as eighth graders, so that they got some experience too. But Holy Family is going to be up there, maybe not, and maybe maybe this year, definitely in the next couple of years. Um, sure. And this is after losing their goaltender to the boys team, who uh, David LeVake tells me he's found four four girls goaltenders that have played at prominent. Boys' programs, including Robbinsdale Cooper, which I said was not a problem. <laughs> I go. I'm only including. I'm only including uh, Edina in 19. He found like 91 or 92 or 01 or 02, something like that. Uh, there was one, and then obviously Skylar Vetter at Lakeville North and uh, Maddie Rooney at Andover. But uh, Alex uh, Paletti, she's going to be playing for the Holy Family boys' team. She's going to Harvard thing is Holy Family's got a ninth grade goaltender who had like a save percentage of ninety five percent last year and just she's ready full time. <laughs> she's given up five goals in uh, in three games. So I think Holy
3: Family play next week yep. early season in Victoria. Big matchup for
0: both those teams. I kind of see where where each of them are. Right. Um, but a lot of yeah, we got some new coaches in there. Casano's new at back at Minnetonka. Uh, Jackie Piper from the uh, from Edina takes over Chaska Chan-assen. Um and uh, so there's yeah it's a long season girls uh, go, go, go still go still February whew, but I mean it's just a you know it's a four month grind and uh, so what's happening now is you know by February almost feels like you know ancient history um, but. Uh, Winter, winter seasons upon us. Girls' basketball started. Boys' hockey has started. They're all practicing except for swimming, right? Boys' basketball starts next week. Okay. Um and yep, they're the last one. Swimming is the last. Boy, yeah, sorry. Boys' swimming is the last one, so it uh, whether we like it or not. Our, our our break, we probably are going through our break right now, like uh, our sports editor break here, or okay. we only have a little bit to cover. Jessica football, pretty good uh, line to the playing in the prep bowl, right? Yeah, I mean, Coon Rapids, nice, I mean, nice little story. Uh, this is their... Nice little 6A school, playing down. <laughs> yep, yeah, they... And you look at the you look at their their like if you look at the media guide that's only available online uh, you now to the uh, state high school league press kit. You look at the team photos. Coon Rabbit still has the smallest one of all the five A. They like they didn't add in all the sophomores to make the picture look big. So their program numbers aren't aren't still great. But they they've got they've got some really talented defender uh, uh, players on the defensive side of the ball um, that'll make life tough on Chaska. I I just don't. I, I thought Owatonna was the one team that might pre- present uh, the biggest challenge. They lose 21 nothing to St. Thomas Academy. Didn't see that. Elk River should have lost that game. <laughs> you guys see the play? Yes. If you, I don't care if Elk River has not thrown one time that game. They are 57 yards from the end zone. And he had, Moorhead had eight players in the box. They throw a pass. Safety pulls a Marcus Williams on the Minneapolis Miracle play and just tries to like run up and like launch himself into the into the receiver and he just runs past him and goes. And I'm like, rush three, eight players back at the thirty yard line. Let him catch it because the the quarterback couldn't throw sixty yards. Right. Let him catch it, tackle him or knock it down. Something. You just <laughs> three guys back. Oh yeah. but El, I mean Elk River they just they can't stop anybody. They played a lot of fifty to fifty five games in the last and, couple of years. And I'll take I'll take Chaska's run defense against any team that wants to run. I mean they just they're they're loaded up front and Is Saint Thomas any
2: different when they beat Oatana than when they when Chaska beat him?
0: Had to school? be, right? I mean <laughs> had to be. Uh, Saint Thomas defensively looked really good against Chaska. They made life tough. They're not big, they're small, but they, they move around really well. Um, St. Thomas is just really small on offense and uh, their quarterback didn't do anything against Chasky's two of 11. Uh, so, and their running back's really good, but Chaska's defense is just, it's dominant when it comes to running the ball. Uh, they just do not give up a lot of uh, big plays and um, it, you can make a team have to go 75, 80 yards against you. Chasky makes it very very difficult and so yeah, but it stranger things have happened and you know like We were talking with coach brown man coach talked the same thing two nights ago with coach doll How do you how do you deal with you get out in that field and uh, You look up and you, you just go whoa And lambert even talked about it. He said we didn't take the time in 2013 to, to do the off factor Coach doll talked about that. He goes we're gonna get there early we're gonna have the kids walk out, and we're gonna have them look around and, and realize the moment they're in, and and that doesn't happen in the first quarter. I mean, that twenty thirteen Chaska team, first play of the game, kickoff return for a touchdown, brainer was up seven nothing, and before all Chaska fact- that realized all it.
2: There's a lot different at US Bank Stadium than the TCF Bank.
0: Yeah, yeah or Metrodome before <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, it just, um, it, uh, it.
2: Where, I can't remember. Where Metrodome, 2013. 2013, was well, yeah. the last
0: one. And my phone was in my hand the entire time because that day was the day my wife was due with, with Connor, and I just was like, it's going to happen <laughs> during this game when I'm going to have to run, and six days later he was born. So <laughs> he, uh, he held he held on uh, perfectly for me. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, they is just, they're just such a good team and in um, and, and all facets of the game. I mean... Uh, I really do think they're the best team in 5A, uh, especially with Oatona losing. So exciting to see, you know, see how far they can go. I know Hutchinson, another part of our you know sister papers, they're on a great run. They play, that would be a great game with SMB. Two contrasting styles. SMB, Jalen Suggs just go around. I think Hutchinson's seen an athlete like Jalen Suggs ever. Probably not. Probably
2: not. I mean, he's the only one like that in the state. Though.
0: No, yeah and then Hutchinson's just going to sit there the farm boys and just pound it uh, at SMB, which probably hasn't seen as physical of a of a team as Hutchinson so that would be a great great 4A matchup so end of the football year it's uh, nothing beats it.